0: Bang. Jesus. Is okay. Our uh, anchor scripture is taken from Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. And if we look at our team says, Go forward, conference 20. It means to move, to do something in this dispensation, to move to the next level, to move higher in our place of inheritance that the Lord Almighty has prepared for us. So if we are going forward, it means we have been in a particular spot or level. Then we need to leave that place and go to our place of rest, to go to our place of promise, to go to our place of destiny. So today we are going to be using our anchor scripture, Deuteronomy chapter two, the whole of that and some other few scriptures. And that's um, our uncle scripture, Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 3, especially. It says, The Lord spoke to Moses and said, They had gone round the mountain for too long. He said, The time has come for them to move. So, to so move not well. And that is a step to fulfillment of destiny. As I was praying and I was studying this scripture, God laid in my heart that we should look at the things that could make or keep us at a spot, the things that will not make us to go forward. So briefly, that's all we're going to look at for now. First of all, our mindset, when we say go forward, it means that we are, we are in a particular spot. We are not moving and we need to move. We need to leave that particular place and move forward. So our mindset sometimes can keep us in a particular spot. Can keep us in a a particular stagnant situation when we form a a, a certain opinion in our mind on how things should be or be done. Even when God is saying otherwise, we still stand our ground. And some of us feel we are not supposed to exceed a certain level in life. We just feel "Mm, we should just remain this way. We might not have to just move forward. God is already helping us. We can feed. We can eat. We can just, let's just continue. Even if we are not blessings to other persons, you know. Some of us have that mindset. First Chronicles chapter 1 verse 1, it says, And Solomon, the son of David, was strengthened in his kingdom, and the Lord his God was with him and made him exceedingly great. God made Solomon exceedingly great. As we have in First Chronicles chapter 1 verse 1. So, when we have a mindset, we also look at Proverbs chapter 23, verse 19, which says, hear my son and be wise and direct your mind in the way of the Lord. So, we are made to direct our mind in the way of the Lord. So, if you have a mindset of uh, not, okay, I don't need to, I don't need to study from Genesis to Revelation. I don't need to before I can get to where I need to get to, If I can make it to heaven. If you have such a mindset, as a child of God, we should always work on our minds and make our minds to walk in the way of the Lord. As we do that, may the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Some of us are here to go forward because we put our trust in men. Because we put our trust in men, so we are yet to move forward. We are yet to go forward. We feel there are some men that should be in our lives to help us. There are some people that must assist us or they must be there for us to move forward. Forgetting that God will definitely use man or use woman. He will choose whom he's going to use for us. May God choose those he's going to use for us in the name of Jesus. If we look at Hagar, Achan and Lot, they were the things that need to go so that the the children of God can move forward, so that Abraham also can move forward. Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 14 to 15. God made sure all the generation of the men of war, look at that, Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 14 to 15. All the generation of the men of war, they perished from the camp. Those people, the Israelites, thought they were the ones that would go to war for them, they put their trust in them to fight their battles for them. But because they, they, they went to spy at the land and they didn't have trust in God, they came and put fear. Because they didn't say had fear, they put fear in the minds of the people. God said, no, you people, you will not move further than this. You are all going to perish in this place. That was what happened. And also, sometimes we need to allow betrayers in our lives to go. Some bosom friends are not actually bosom. They need to live our lives So praise the Lord. So there are some people around us. All they do, they are just betrayers. But we think they are the ones helping us to move forward. But sometimes we really need to go to open our eyes to know them so that we can move forward. They might just be the ones keeping us in a particular situation. Some of us, we have a group of friends. We have our circle. And that circle, they have a mindset. They have a plan on what to do and how to move on in life. You know? So... If you are if you are caught up in a situation whereby your circle of friends, they are the people that are eating worldly things and they, they just have a particular set, a group. Maybe they, they are not close to their, their family, their wives, all they do is just to go out there, you know, drink. All the money they spent in the day, they will go out there and finish that money. Then they go back home and tell their wife, "Ah, I, I didn't make money today. There's no money in the house." You have such friends, you might not move far, you might not go forward. If you don't have friends, you have a piece of you need to set up something. You know, if you don't have such people around you, they are just people that will say squander everything you have. Then such people should go. May God open our eyes in the name of Jesus. So we need to pray and ask God to help us so that we will not be at a spot, so that wrong relationship can be taken away from our lives. Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 24, KJV says, Rise ye up, take your journey, and pass over the river Anon. Behold, I have given into thine hands, Sihon, The Amorite, king of Heshbon, and his land, begin to possess it and contend with him in battle. I say it again, Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 24 KJV says, Rise ye up, take your journey, and pass over the river Anon. Behold, I have given into thy hand, Sehon, the Amorite, king of Heshbon, and his land, begin to possess it and contend with him in battle. Go to the Israelites to arise assured them victory before the battle even started. He told them, I, you know, when you, are, when you are going to arise, it means you have been in a spot. You have been there for quite some time. He says, arise, the time has come for you to move forward. The time has come for you to go. But that, this place you are going, I'm going to give you victory. Go to so-so person, meet so-so, like I'm, I've given it to you. So, but many of us, we're in a battlefield. God has not assured us victory. We are there, but God has not assured us with We have not even asked from God if we are in the right place. If we look at verse five of that Deuteronomy chapter two, we find that God told the Israelites not to war with Esau. If we also look at verse nine of Deuteronomy chapter two, we say that God told them not to go to war. God told them, don't go, to, don't go to war with Moab, don't go to war with Esau. Because their land, you cannot possess it. You're you not going to enter into it. You are not going to be victorious if you go to that war with them. So they knew that that place was a battlefield where they should not enter, where they should not even start in the first place. But many of us, we are in battles that we are in battlefield that the Lord has not assured us victory. We have not even asked him. We are not listening. We are not hearing. We don't know if God actually is speaking. And some of us are praying and praying, but God is not with us in that battlefield. And you know when God is not with us in the battlefield and he has not assured us victory, it's going to be hectic and difficult. So he has not told us we will possess that land. We need to change our strategy and change our prayer point. Praise God. We may continue to be in a place without movement when we are in a wrong battlefield, when we are in a wrong battle, when we are where God has not sent us, where God has not said, if you go there, you, will, you sometimes you go to a certain part, you find out that you are alone. You, you think you have people around you, you have believers around you, you think you have friends around you, you have people that are praying with you. But the truth is that you just realize that you are all alone. Especially this era, that a lot of people are selfish, you know? Little things, you know what happens most times in the world? It happens in the church, which is not supposed to be. You know, all sorts of things. People have... Different notions. There yeah, are might you know that the church is a hospital anyway, but we are also meant to get well when we go to the hospital. But we need to also be careful so that um, we will not become casualties in the battlefield. You know we are supposed to come together as one to fight a battle. We are supposed to come together as one to help one another to stand. But for example, I come to church and I'm meant to pray for my brother or meant to pray for my sister. And I entered the church, she just greeted me because of what she's facing, what she's passing through in life. She will just greet me casually, good morning. Oh, she will frown. I'll say, this one did not greet me well. I will pray for her again. Or in your marriage, in your home, your husband did something to you. I say, wife, well, you see, I'm not praying for him again. That is when the enemy will strive. So we are supposed to come together and pray. So the, if, even as we are in the church, it is a battlefield. Where we are supposed to draw strength from one another. So, but sometimes you realize that everybody will lose their gas. And before you know it, there's an... May God deliver us from such in the name of Jesus. We will not be attacked in the name of Jesus. May God open our eyes to be in the place where we are meant to be. So that we we'll be assured of victory. Because victory indeed is sure. Praise the Lord. Because that was why Jesus Christ came. He died. He rose again. him. He took the keys of death and the keys of hell and he has given us the victory. There is need for us to follow God's word and move according to his plan and purpose for our lives. Let us fast and pray to God to reveal his will for our lives. Let's always go to God at every point in time to ask this place I am in now, is it, the, is it where I'm supposed to be? The year is definitely coming to an end. What, what, is the, what were the things I ought to have done for the Lord that I did not do? Where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? What is the next thing? Some of us have been going to church for years, but we don't, all we are praying, praying, God gives to me. God gives me. But what are we bringing to the drawing board? What are we asking? What are we doing in the house of the Lord? Sometimes God is interested in our service. God wants to bless us, even on a weekday when we go to church, not necessarily on a Sunday, like a weekday like this. (laughs) Praise God. May God help us in the name of Jesus. So there's need for us to to pray, to fast, and ask God to help us. if we look at uh, that, Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 33 to 34, the Israelites actually conquered and possessed the land because they were in the right battlefield. Praise God. God assured them of victory, and they conquered. One of the things also that could stop us from going forward is family background. This is how we do it in my family. How, family values are okay, they are right. But if it goes against God's plan for our lives, then there is need for caution. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, KJV says, there are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. Unless you are not a child of God, if you are a child of God, you should know that uh, it is the will of God, the purpose of God, the plan of God for our lives that should stand. His decisions for us, his cancer that should stand. For example, for, for example, in our family, maybe maybe we only marry guys that have built houses, or that have built a car, that built a house that, that has a car, you know, his own personal house. And some some sisters will say in our family you we know, don't marry we don't marry men that has mothers. Their mothers must die first. That is the type of you know. Such, such family background, such, such, such mindset to work against that person. God might just be bringing somebody that a guy that has great promises, but you reject him and for another 10 years. We are still waiting and praying for another brother to come. I'm not saying we should not listen to our parents. Our parents, they have wisdom because they have seen many things. They gave back to us, but we ought to be very, very prayerful when it comes to marriage, when it comes to taking a decision or who to marry. We have to be very, very prayerful. If it's God's will, indeed it will come to pass. If your parents are against somebody and you begin to pray, just go to God without fighting with your parents. Just go to God and ask, God, what is actually happening? Is this person your way for my life? Is this person the one you actually wants me to marry? Why all this contention? Then God will speak to your heart because sometimes those contentions could be that this is not God's will. You, This is not his plan and purpose. For, for you. May God help us in Jesus' name. we all marry well in the name of Jesus. Those of us that are already in marriage, the Lord will keep us in the name of Jesus. Some people will say, in marriage, my father, this is how he does it. My mother, this is how they do it. And we feel that is what it should be. Especially women, when they marry, ah, my father is the one that used to do this. My mother my is the one that does this. My father. So they expect their husband. That is how they do it. In my family, this is how we do it. This is how it is done. May God help us in Jesus' name. Such things could keep us from moving forward. So, if we belong to the body of Christ, we should allow Christ take root over every aspect of our lives, so that we can move forward. Proverbs chapter sixteen, verse twenty-five. It says, "There is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death." So, family background, background, what we believe in in a particular family, could could hold somebody from moving forward, especially when that person do not co- connect it to God, connect it to the spirit of God and know what God is saying at that point in time. Then we also look at fear. Fear is another reason some of us are not going forward. Some of us have fear, fear of taking a giant step to greatness. When God is leading us to enlarge our coast or to change location, we feel, ah. How am I going to do this? How should I do that? How will, what will now happen? I know of somebody, a medical doctor. The brother will always tell him, this place, let's come and build hospital. The brother that is telling him, is not a medical doctor. Let's come and build a hospital here. I feel if if you have a hospital, you do better and greater than. The doctor for years, could not actually do that for years. Praise God. It's just fear, how do I begin? In fact, the first thing, maybe I don't have money. Maybe when I start now, I don't know what is going to happen. Can I cope? Some of these things could be in our hearts and could stop us from taking a giant step to greatness. When God is leading us to enlarge our coast or to change location, we have to be prayerful and follow God's leading. We have a lot of negative notions, we have a lot of negative notions that could keep us struggling in one particular position. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10 tells us about Jabez. The Jabez cried to God to enlarge his coast. He cried to God and God granted his request. God has granted many of our requests long, long ago, but fear has kept us in a spot. Fear has tormented. First John chapter 4 verse 18, where the fear has come Because of fear, those that went to spy the promised land could not bring a good report. And this kept the Israelites for several years. Ah, the people there, they are giants. The people there, they are big people. In fact, we cannot overcome them. We are just like ants where they are. You know, they, feed, they, they, you know, they, just, they just put God down, that God does not have power. God does not have respect. God cannot help them. to to, to conquer that particular enemy. So sometimes to move forward, to go forward, to change location, fear will just come in. How do I go? And that fear is a spirit, is a torment that God Almighty is handling today and be be destroyed completely in the name of Jesus. Some of us are still at a spot and not moving forward because God gave us the right contact and connection. To take us to the next level, but we messed up. We messed up that contact, we messed up the connection. If we had been in such a situation, God is going to reconnect us today in the name of Jesus. We look at the book of 2 Kings, chapter 5, verse 25 to 27, talks about Gehazi and Elisha. Gehazi messed up big time, messed up the relationship and the ladder to get to the next level. He was maybe would have been the next anointed greatest anointed prophet, you know, because Elisha was the next after Elijah, and Elisha was a powerful man of God. But Gehazi, out of greed, decided to follow his way, and what he got was leprosy. Praise the Lord. Second Kings chapter two, verse twenty-five to twenty-seven. So Gehazi got leprosy instead of a higher level of anointing. So may God help us. When we meet, when we have contact, when we have connections and relationship, may God help us to keep such contact and relationship so that we will not mess it up in Jesus' name. But if, as I said earlier, if we have messed up any relationship, there is hope. There's going to be a reconnection already in the name of Jesus Christ. And some of of us have left our purpose and we are pursuing other things. May God help us to be in our purpose in Jesus' name. Some of us are held down by our different chains. Different chains. God really really led me to that. You know, chains upon chains, holding us down, keeping us at a particular point. Some of them are emotional. Some of them are physical. Some of them are psychological and emotions can keep us or prevent us from going forward. We have just refused to let go. We just keep that thing in our minds and we feel this is how it should be. Praise the Lord, praise God. Maybe we had a failed relationship and it affects, before we know it, it begins to affect other relationships. We don't relate well, you know, we thought that we feel This one is definitely going to break. There's really no need. So we cannot move forward. When God is sending somebody your way and you are still held back, probably you are a single mother. The the, the guy jilted you, or you were ever married and something happened somewhere along the line. But you are still holding strong to it. Release to Jesus today. Release your heart to Jesus. Bring it before his feet. Tell him, Lord, I cannot handle this. I give it to you, take it over, take it over, so that you can move forward, so that you can move on in life, because you cannot depend, you cannot just be there. Praise the Lord, it may be a bad situation, a very terrible situation in the family, has through some kind of crisis, and you are holding on to it so much, and you are saying, no, no way, not again. and you just build a cocoon around yourself. We are meant to get out of that now in the name of Jesus. May God help us in Jesus' name. So such emotional chains can keep us back. But they are broken today by the authority in the name of Jesus. A place of preparation. We look at verse 7. He said, the Lord knows you are passing through this situation. God Almighty knows that you are passing through this particular situation of your life. He knows it. Is a place, it could be when you're in a sport. it could be a place of preparation, a place where God is trying to like, let me see, if I give this person a higher position, how will this person behave? God knows it that you are in a place of wilderness. God is watching to see how you are going to get out of it. If you are a child of God, you are 30, 33, 30, 34 as a sister. You are not married. And it's only unbelievers believers that will just come God is watching you to see if you really, really love him, as you say, if you will step down to go with those unbelievers or you will follow him and wait for him to do that, which he has promised that he is going to do. It's a preparation ground. It's a preparation ground. As we stay there and depend on him to help us, help indeed will come in Jesus' name. When we are in that land, that place of preparation, many things may come our way. Many things we don't like, but God is using it to build us for that place that he's taking us to. That is why ourselves is such a place. May God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Sometimes it could be a sinful lifestyle that could keep us, you know? God has put things in us. We are vessels. God has placed so many things inside of us, gifts that he wants to use. But when we we sit on the fence, we are not serious. We are neither here nor there. It could work against us. When we still live in sin, we feel that he's living in sin that could help us, that could take us out of whatever situation we find ourselves. That could keep us in a particular position for years. I, 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 I know somebody, you know, she, she kept going in and out of church. She kept today, she's born again. Because she was old. When, when somebody comes and says, I, I, I want to marry you, she will just forget born again and follow the person. The person will tell her, When you get pregnant, I will marry you. She will get pregnant. And that would be that. On one occasion, she had a miscarriage. The guy, the guy left so fast and married another girl. You know. And I was like, all oh, this jumping in and jumping out, God is testing us. So you see, the guy goes, the sister is still there, waiting. You see, in that spot. She has not left that particular situation. She has not left that ground. May God help us and deliver us in the name of Jesus. Then, eyes that is not seen, ears he not hearing. In verse two, the Lord spoke to Moses, Verse two, the Lord spoke to Moses. So if we don't, if God is not showing us things, and we are not sensitive to hear from God, to know what to do next, as we have said earlier, and how to move forward, we might just be at a particular situation, we'll just be there waiting and marking time. May God deliver us from, may God help us to be sensitive. May God help us to be committed to him, to be committed to the things that he has put in our care. Sometimes God is leading us to do a particular thing. He's doing it for a reason. He's doing it for many reasons. From there, that thing you are looking for is coming out. You may come out of there. That next position that you are going, when you become a madam and you become a god in my own language of yourself, God is just training. God just wants you to just abide, hear him, then know what to do and how to move forward. May God help us in the name of Jesus. Some of us who are careless, who could have nonchalant attitude towards certain things that will move us forward. Things that God can use to take us... You have, you have an opportunity to learn how to do something. Maybe to learn how to sew. Maybe to learn how to how to go pastries. You have opportunity. Probably you are living in a house, but... Ah, when it's time to do those things, you just go and hide in the room. You don't want to come out because you don't want to walk. You don't know where you are going in the future. Probably that is what God is going to do, to move you forward, to take you to where you are meant to go. And that is service. But some of us, we have no some of us are just careless. Praise God. So when things come our way, we don't understand it. May God help us to understand in the name of Jesus. May God give us a heart to be with him in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. These are some of the things that God laid in my heart, you know, that could keep us in a particular spot, that could keep us in a particular position. We are going to start praying now. And we are going to ask God to help us. But if you are listening to me, you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. You need to do that. Because Jesus is the essence of life. Praise God. God Almighty sent his son, Jesus, to us so that we'll have a place to go when we leave this world. And it is what we do here on earth that will determine where we are going, where we are going to be, we are going to be with the Lord or not. That is just the essence. Jesus Christ came so that we have a place to go and ask for mercy we have shed his blood his blood is there to wash us clean and make us whole we should not continue in sin and be there some of us were believers we have gone back but we cannot come back to the lord because we are living in guilt that I committed is still there come back to Him. i want to encourage your heart probably you're passing through a particular challenge or the other and you feel okay God, God is no longer there. God is no longer existing. He he, he might not we he cannot help me. No, God is still there. God knows why you are passing through that particular challenge. He knows why that thing is happening. It's not because he's no longer there. It's not because okay. my son, my daughter, come back to me. For you, probably you have not surrendered your heart to Christ before. So this is your opportunity. Another opportunity has come. Another opportunity has come. For, hello, praise the Lord.
1: Hallelujah, we are with
0: you. Praise God.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Okay. Another opportunity Hallelujah. has come for us to. To, to, to give our life to Christ, to surrender to Jesus. There's really nothing in this world, you know. You know, and when, when we leave this world, when you get to heaven, you realize that it's just, it's just a beautiful And you, I know you will be wondering in your heart, have you been there? It's such a beautiful place. The scripture tells us that the place is a place of good, you know, wonderful and beautiful. It's sweet knowing, God. Why don't you just try him? Okay, maybe today you say, let me try this God self. Just try him and see. You know that it is good to serve the Lord. So no, if you are here today, you are listening to me, but have not given your life to Jesus, just bow your, your heart to God and say, God, I, I come before you. I am a sinner. I repent of all my sins today. I repent of my sin. I acknowledge you as Lord and King over my life. Forgive my sins. Forgive me my sin. I am a sinner. Because first of all, you have to acknowledge the fact that you are a sinner. Praise God not dodging or standing on no. your own right, that allow Christ to come in. Say, pray and say, God, I want you to be king over my life. I want you to be king over my heart. I'm tired of this valley. I want to move forward. I'm tired of this standing in a particular spot. I'm tired of this stagnancy. I want to move forward. Touch my heart, Lord. Come and be king. Come and rule. Come and reign. Come and teach me what I need to do. Come and teach me what I need to know. As you say that, may the Lord touch your heart in the name of Jesus. Amen. May the Lord Almighty teach you the way. May the Lord lead you. May the power of the Holy Ghost lead you so that you will not go back to sin. You will never go back in the name of Jesus. Amen. And as you walk along the road, there are challenges, but you will not fall and you will not fail. You will make it to heaven in the name of Jesus. Because the fire of the Holy Ghost is just around you trying to, to help you to so build confidence in your heart that indeed you can make it, you can be a child of God. It's possible, it's possible. You are just out there, it's possible. It's not an impossible task. Yes, you can. You are you can take that both step and God will be by your side in the name of Jesus. Amen. So-